0: If you've had a leadership role in a College Station homeowner or neighborhood association, chances are you know Barbara Moore. She's College Station's Neighborhood Services Coordinator. Barbara's a primary link between neighborhoods and the city. Kind of a one-stop shop for information. She does a whole lot to educate our residents, show them opportunities to beautify their surroundings, and generally be better informed about issues that might affect them. I'm Jay Sokol, and in today's podcast, Barbara talks about the current state and the future of our neighborhoods. She describes the kinds of four-legged problems some of our residents are dealing with and why she sees herself as a special ambassador for the city. You've been doing this job for eight years. Have things changed much since you got here?
1: Quite a bit. When I first got here, we officially had with the City's Registered Neighborhood Partners Program, which is a program that allows neighborhoods that are um, a part of the City's Registered Neighborhood Partners Program to be eligible for grants and the mosquito dunk program, um, information, being a part of the seminar, suppers, and things like that. So neighborhoods register for that. And at the time that I started this job, there were 38 registered neighborhoods. And this was in August of 2007. It is May of 2015, and we have about 94 HOAs and neighborhoods. We're averaging almost about eight plus a year now. So we are growing at warp speed.
0: That's pretty brisk, and you're still uh, an army of one.
1: Absolutely, and it's still just me. (laughs) Just me and about 90-something groups.
0: Well, most days you find yourself in problem-solving mode. That's really one of your favorite things, right?
1: It really is. We have lots of times we have, um, you know, the HOAs have covenants and deed restrictions, and and those are are typically the the, king of the crop for them. But then there are also city code issues that come up that also have to be adhered to. So sometimes it's kind of like working with code enforcement to determine if the issue they've brought to us is something that we can handle or if it's something that's best handled by them. So we have lots of issues that come up like that throughout the week. Questions about game day rentals, um, we're getting that already, and it's just May. We haven't even had football season yet. We also get lots of concerns about um, parking. I work a lot with the traffic management team. A huge chunk of my time now is concentrated on working with parking issues within neighborhoods, helping to determine if those are safety-related issues, Um, should there be a removal process, or how do we work with neighbors to make sure that we have the safety access, but they still have an opportunity to park.
0: So does every city grapple with the same issues or does it vary from neighborhood to neighborhood?
1: I think growth is something that every neighborhood is grappling with right now. Even the newer neighborhoods, um, definitely ones in the inner ring, closer around campus. um, Growth is a really big issue. Um, And the the more growth we get, the more dense it can get. And um, sometimes you're really close with somebody that you don't know as a neighbor. Um, Lifestyles clash and and things of that nature. So that's kind of happening all over town. The parking issues are sort of happening all over town. They're not relative to any one area, though I will say many of our schools are concentrated in neighborhoods, and so, we do have some spillover parking effects in um, areas surrounding our schools that can sometimes make it a little bit more difficult. So, uh, specific to neighborhoods with schools, we have that set of issues. The neighborhoods inner, closer around, um, around the university, many of them do not have homeowners associations. They have neighborhood associations, mm-hmm. which is a non binding um, group that doesn't have any deed restrictions or covenants to enforce. It's mostly voluntary, uh, and they try to function similar to an HOA, but the compliance is a little different because it doesn't have the teeth in there as you do when you have an HOA. So those neighborhoods face a very, very different set of restrictions, and we work much more closely with them sometimes because, by default, um, what we do here at the city becomes um, what aids them in some of the issues that they have in their neighborhoods i.e. code enforcement or parking safety or police Um, they tend to lean a little bit heavier on us because they don't have um, those protections that an HOA has with deed restrictions
0: okay you have eight years behind you is there any way to look into your crystal ball to see what the landscape of college station neighborhoods will be like say in another ten years,
1: I'm I'm really starting to see a lot of. We have a, of course, the college student population is really growing, but I mean, we have another elementary school that will be opening, um, coming up in the fall, and I think it's either our eighth or ninth. And then since 2010, I think we've had about four or five. So you're seeing this huge influx of young families, or families that have come here to go to college and you know grad students or whatever, and decide to stay and raise a family. So I'm starting to see way more young families that are making College Station home and not just college students. And so that's really interesting because when I first started it was mostly college students and retirees. And that middle core, it really wasn't much of a middle core there. Um, now we're seeing young families really starting to make College Station their home and so we have a balance now where I would say like a fourth, a fourth and a fourth you know, of mm-hmm. um, college students and um, people that are retirees, the middle-aged population, and now um, young families with children that are elementary school age. And that's
0: really changed. Do the young families have different expectations when they move to College Station or a desire to have different amenities in these other groups?
1: You know, I think the college, the the young families when they move here, one of the things that I've noticed many of them look for is entertainment-related activities for their kids. A lot of them like to do more of the cultural things, like if we have something at Wolfpink Creek or things at the park, and so um, a lot of city amenities that they're they're tending to use because you know, that's what we have for young families. But I think their needs are really focused on um, education as well as safe neighborhoods and family-oriented neighborhoods. You're you're finding more of those cropping up further into South College Station um, than, than I saw when we first when I first started this job.
0: Do they want parks? Do they want bike lanes? Are those things they want?
1: They, those are the kind of things that they want. Those are the kind of things that they look so for. So what do
0: you do with those requests?
1: Um, what I do with those requests is I talk to parks and let them know, hey, we had a request for more benches in the parks. And, you know, we had that last year. It wasn't in the budget. took about two years, but we've got the park benches now in some of those parks in, in, the, in the South College Station area. Area where we got requests for those with the bike lanes, I worked with the traffic management group and Vanessa Garza, who is the um, bike pedestrian greenway master plan program manager, mm-hmm. to um, say, hey, you know, these are some routes that people have suggested that they tend to travel and would like to see either a bike lane or a bike route um, there. And sometimes we're, you know, they may be in a neighborhood where it's already slated to come through there, and then sometimes it's not. Um, but we do find that they're they're also often concerned about things like utilities. We get a lot of questions because they're budgeting. Young families they ask lots of questions about property taxes and school taxes and all of the city's amenities and you know what all we do. So I find that they're a very informed type of citizen that really wants to know a lot about what's going on in College Station. And I think that's great.
0: With so many more students in town now, we're obviously seeing more of them living in traditionally single-family neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Are we getting any better in terms of full-time residents and students coexisting quietly or productively?
1: I think we have gotten a lot better. Um, When I first got here in 2007, I think the population was just beginning to start to burst across the street um, in A&M and And um, our neighborhoods were beginning to see um, lots of students come in and, you know, shifting from one semester to the next different group of kids. And, you know, I often hear them say, as soon as I got that bunch trained, a new bunch came in. And that's what we do here. That's the same thing that we do here at the city is um, constantly re-educating both groups. And so this year, um, when my position moved back to public communications and I've been working with Lacey Lively, who does a lot of the marketing towards students, one of the things that we wanted to do was to have similar messaging for both groups, messaging for the students and messaging for residents who are, I hate to use the term permanent, but that that are here year round and don't plan to leave. And um, it's a little bit of both, letting them know hey, you have certain days that you put out your couches. You don't put out your couch on Monday because it won't get picked up till next Tuesday. (sighs) Uh, And letting the residents know that we're constantly trying to educate them. And, hey, you can also educate them and let them know um, when you see them doing things that are kind of, you know, a little contrary to what's going on in the neighborhood. I do a welcome packet, which has a ton of city information in it, tons of the HOAs and neighborhood associations come by and get them. And I said, hey, put your phone numbers in there and, you know, take some cookies over and and introduce yourselves to the students so that you all can have some type of relationship where you can know each other and kind of talk to them about what the neighborhood is like before they got there because they don't know what it was like before they moved in. Just sort of some of the expectations. So I do think we have gotten better when I look at the numbers in terms of the complaints that we get about loud parties that has dropped dramatically now the number of complaints we get about other things may have risen such as parking and trash but again it is a full-out effort here through public communications to try and constantly get that message out to the students as well as working with different channels at a and um, through student life who works with off-campus students to try and get the messaging through them to say hey don't park your dually on the grass. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Smith does not like that, and it is actually a code infraction. So um, the education piece is really big, and I think I have definitely seen more of a tolerance from our um, older and more permanent residents, and, and I don't know where or when that's come in, but it really is more of a tolerance and less of a
0: complaint. You deal with some pretty strange issues. One of my favorites beavers
1: yes um we've had some beaver issues in college station um some neighborhoods know better than others um we've had some beaver sightings in the bee creek area and we've had some in south college station the area behind lowe's um and it's, it was kind of sad because the beavers in the, the neighborhood in South College Station were causing some drainage issues.
0: They're really good at what they do. They
1: are fantastic, and they had built some Beaver McMansions. And um, unfortunately, um, we get no taxes from the Beaver McMansions, but we had to dislocate them. And um, it was very unfortunate because uh, we hated to have to displace them, but it was causing an issue that could have caused flooding in the surrounding neighborhoods so we we had to deal with that um, and so as soon as we displaced them they're eager beavers <laughs> they rebuilt very quickly we have plenty of wood around and so they built a beaver condo the next time i see and so we are constantly in this displace mode with them because i mean i guess it's their home too but we have that issue we've also had it in Bee creek not nearly as extensive but um we've had it there as well so Oh, never thought we had a beaver problem in College Station. That was a little new for me.
0: How about other animals, uh, issues that you've had to deal with?
1: We've had the coyote issues. Uh-huh. Um, we, we definitely had that, and that's in South College Station, and we've had to ask people to put their pets inside and not leave pet food outside. We've also had an issue before with sort of the hybrid animals, where it appears to be like um, a bobcat um, mixed with some other type of, of cat, Some that appear to even have been domesticated. And we have to always warn people that's not always safe either. Right. Um, And so we have a wonderful animal control department that works really well with um, the state and the game warden to take care of these issues. But um, beavers, raccoons in in people's attics. Deer. Oh, yeah, we, we have deer crossing signs up all over um, certain neighborhoods, and we even have an inside joke. Is like, do the deer know that this is where they're supposed to cross when they see the signs? Very smart deer. We have some very educated deer in College Station, but yeah. yes, we do. We have a really, the urban deer issue, particularly in the Foxfire area and the areas on the East Bypass, um, can be a real, has been a real issue and continues to be. Yeah. Um, they love roses, by the way. So if you have roses and you're in that area, do know
0: that, that that's a favorite
1: treat of theirs.
0: I'm not sure you're aware of this, but you are an African-American woman.
1: No, I did not know that.
0: That's why I Thank mentioned you. it.
1: Thank you. Thank you for letting me know that.
0: Has being a woman been helpful to the role of a neighborhood services coordinator for College Station, or has it been an obstacle at times? And has being an African-American woman been helpful in certain circumstances, or has it been an obstacle in certain circumstances?
1: Uh, I think a little bit of both. I would say the woman thing, definitely sometimes when I talk to um, men that probably be my grandpa's age, they would tend to like to have another perspective on on things, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm okay with giving them the other perspective, uh, a male perspective sometimes, and, and, it, and that's what they need. That's okay. I don't take offense to that, even though if I'm telling you This is what we do as a city, and you need to get a second opinion. I'm okay with that. So I've learned in this job to not take things personally. People have a lot of expectations from city employees, and we get lots of people who really love what we do. We get a lot of people who have questions. And so you kind of have to be ready for whichever one. When I pick up the phone, it could be someone that's very helpful. It could be someone that's very angry. It could be someone who just, you know, had has something that they'd like to talk about. Um, the African-American perspective, I'm from um, a small town in Mississippi, born and raised. When I graduated from high school in 1988, my high school was still segregated. So um, from the African-American perspective, I think um, there isn't a whole lot that kind of gets to me with that. I've probably dealt with most of it um, yeah. coming from that part of the country. And um, it produces a certain strength to where you have to know who you are. You have to be comfortable with it, whether other people are comfortable with it or not. I've not found that to be an issue for me in College Station at all.
0: Um, has it been helpful, though, in in certain neighborhoods absolutely. or with certain groups?
1: It has been. It really has been, I think, with the Um, church community. It's been very helpful, Uh Um, and it has been very helpful with the minority community as well. Um, I think sometimes just having a face that looks like yours or is close enough to yours makes a difference, and it builds a trust, and I think it also goes a long way for the way that it's received by the residents that the city has made some huge strides to have a person of color sort of in an ambassador-type role for them that they trust well enough to be able to do that so um i get lots of you know boys if i can say that or girls um, um pats on the backs from you know some of the elderly black ladies that i see and that i know in the community and that gives me a big smile because i know um when they were my age they couldn't do my job so that i think we've come a long way
0: barbara moore problem solver expert on beavers and College Station's Neighborhood Services Coordinator. You can reach Barbara at 979-764-6262. It's really easy to remember because it spells 764-MAMA. I did not know that. Learn more about Neighborhood Services online at cstx.gov slash neighbor. I'm Jay Sokol. Thanks for joining us.